0: I'm Courtney Brooke, and this is Hustle for Happiness podcast. We are all on this journey to find happiness, and let's face it, it takes work. And honestly, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. This podcast is dedicated to helping you navigate life and cut through the noise. As a certified life coach, recovering perfectionist, and survivor of the foster care system, I'm all about keeping things real. With my unique outlook on life that is truly infectious, we cover everything from achieving happiness and optimal self-care, to stories of those sharing their wisdom and expertise. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Now, let's get started. Moha is a Costa Rican angel investor and Neurotech CEO based in Stockholm, Sweden, who lives each day through the Pure Vida mantra. He has numerous exits to his name and is actively invested in dozens of companies, though he assures he does not invest in companies, but rather in people with a solid compass that are intent on improving the world we live in. You'll be inspired by his journey from struggling immigrant to CEO of the neurotech company, Mendy. I'll chat with Moha about how he developed an unstoppable mindset of optimism and simplicity, even in the toughest times. We'll explore various compelling topics, including Moha's remarkable personal journey and the adversity he overcame, the groundbreaking neurofeedback therapy and brain training games pioneered by Mendy, practical strategies for cultivating resilience, facing challenges head-on, and fostering genuine connections. And lastly, Moha's ambitious mission to positively impact 100 million lives through Mendy's innovative solutions. If you're fascinated by stories of resilience, entrepreneurship, and advancements in mental health technology, this episode is a must listen. You'll walk away with valuable insights into overcoming obstacles, improving mental well being, and making a meaningful difference in the world tune in to be inspired and empowered by Moha's Pura Vita perspective and his dedication to transforming lives for the better. This episode promises to leave you motivated and hopeful for the future. Thank you, honestly, so much for being here. It's amazing that when you're here, we're crossing paths together. We are aligning. You're sharing your amazing story and you're affecting a hundred million lives is your goal right now. Tell me about yourself. Tell listeners who know nothing about you who you
1: are. Right. Thank you for having me. I'm Mohamed Sofia. Very excited. I'm uh, from Costa Rica, and I am uh, the CEO of a neurotech company called Mendy. I'm Costa Rican, Libyan, based in Stockholm, Sweden, and now in L.A. I
0: feel like the world is your oyster right now. It's hard to track you down, but we aligned here in L.A. Yes. What brought you to L.A.?
1: Well, so we're in that stage where we're telling people about what we're doing. So that's my main job these days is to just talk about how we intend on improving the brains of a hundred million people and the lives of a hundred million people.
0: And that's honestly amazing. So if you guys are just tuning in, you probably are on the Instagram. Mendy is his passion project. Tell listeners who know nothing about Mendy. What, what is it? What are you doing? What's your mission?
1: So Mendy is a It's a company that was started by two Swedish founders, Sammy and Rickard, and they brought me in as their first angel investor, which is what I do is I angel invest in, in, you know, good people and cool projects that are run by good people. And, uh, what they have created was the world's first in-home neurofeedback device that uses clinical grade veneers, which is functional near, functional near infrared spectroscopy, which is basically a way to Measure oxygenated blood flow to the prefrontal cortex through these sensors right here. And what that does is it measures them in response to neural activation and it will help with emotional response. It will help with things like eliminating anxiety, helping with migraines, insomnia, depression, ADHD, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: So, for those who aren't like science techies, in simple terms, if you're explaining this to a six year old, what is it?
1: What you do is you train your brain by using this through games that are on your mobile phone. And what this does is it reads what's happening in your prefrontal cortex, and that helps you have a better life.
0: And so living that better life, I think with social media and like all these post-COVID, there's so many mental health issues going on right now. And, you know, Western medicine really pushes pharmaceuticals and just to swipe it under the rug. I think this is such a powerful tool that people can use to not just push things under the rug, but there's a healthy alternative rather than doing medicine. How has lives been changed through this? Do you have any examples to share with us?
1: Yeah, 100%. So I wouldn't say I'm anti-pharma, but I think that I am anti-not doing what you can to improve yourself. Like there's this trend now, for example, there's a couple of drugs that you can take that will help you lose weight and all these things. And they could be beneficial to some people, but I think that you can't really eliminate physical exercise. I think that's, for most people, the probably the appropriate course of action. It's no different with the brain. If you don't train your brain, your brain basically has something that we call a cognitive decline. You, you can make your brain better if you're training it, and you can basically let it deteriorate if you do not. So what we do is we teach you how to strengthen the prefrontal cortex without the aid of drugs, in a non-intrusive way, basically, where you teach yourself how to increase oxygenated blood flow to the prefrontal cortex, so that you're more in control, so that you have more agency over your emotions, et cetera. You can regulate much better. You can uh, control your focus better, which in turn will help you with your sleep, et cetera, et cetera. Portion control, whatever it is that you're talking about, yeah. So that's what we what we want to do. We're not saying get off your medication. We're not saying, but what we're saying is have you done whatever you can to improve your brain naturally? And that's where we're going.
0: And I think that there's so much power in that choice, right? Like for me, I don't really like to do pharmaceuticals. I actually want to address the problem, get better. And I think we're all on this pursuit to, at least for me and the viewers that follow is that pursuit to get better, to want to get better, to work on it. And I think having that choice is super crucial. And sleep is so important, ADHD. Like there's so many labels out there, but do you have to have one of those labels to use your device?
1: No, I mean, this is for everybody. It's intended for everybody. Just like everybody should go for a walk and everybody would benefit from physical exercise. Everybody should be training their brain, whether they're five years old or 95 years old. Yeah, I agree with you. I also have this policy where I don't take drugs. I don't take medicine. I don't take, partly because I have a severe allergy to NSAIDs. So I can't take aspirin or those kinds of things. And it's been a blessing in disguise because I just got used to just kind of like toughing it out and not Mm -hmm. taking medicine. But, and you know, I do believe that we should build our resilience and not just have these coping mechanisms that just basically numb our pain and that, that we should strengthen ourselves as opposed to just masking things. And it is very easy for somebody to just get a prescription because I think the business model for, for a lot of pharma companies is, you know, it's lifetime values and you not taking a pill and getting better, right? They want you to take the pill forever. But is that really what you as a, as an individual want? You know, people that are taking, for example, an antidepressant, it's like, yeah, I mean, they're not as sad. They feel better and it helps them cope. And a lot of people do need these drugs, but in the end, there's a lot that you can do naturally like exercising like having getting a hug basically having more of a social life there's there's a lot of different factors that tie into you having a better mental health and Mm -hmm. and having a better overall life and what we what we are stressing is that neurofeedback is a technology that's been used for 70 years there's millions of people out there that have had that are saying hey my insomnia is gone. Hey, my ADHD is is has improved dramatically. This condition, addiction has improved dramatically. You know, I was able to stop smoking, stop drinking, whatever it is, got off drugs. And the problem is that it was not accessible to the average person. It was not accessible to the single mom with four kids that I always talk about that is barely trying to make rent. That person, that woman does not have money to drive to a neurofeedback clinic to get the help for the two kids that need it. And for herself, and she doesn't have the means and the tools to stop herself from beating the shit out of child number three when they're crying. And it's a difficult thing. And uh, people just need to be given the tools so that they can thrive and that they can succeed, regardless of whether they have money or not. And that's our approach to this.
0: And I think that's so crucial because not, I don't want to say those people, but those people that can't afford this device probably need a the most right that they need that help because they don't have access to those doctors or the pharmaceuticals or whatever so this is an at-home care thing for people right. to utilize and their families to utilize and everyone benefits from that I think the mental health is so important I mean me growing up I could have used one of these devices going through my childhood of adoption and even my sisters and probably my adopt or my birth mom like right. you know the resources are so crucial and that is part of your mission is to get this in the hands of everyone.
1: I 100% could have used this. And that's kind of like what's led to me being on this mission and being so so obsessed with it is that, you know, I found out about this at age 40, you know, and I'm like, what could I have achieved had I, you know, I I had an overdose in 96. I had a, I've had a lot of issues that, you know, would I have been able to have the tools to be able to cope with a lot of these things better? A lot of anger issues and anxiety and, you know, everything to PTSD from war and and all of a sudden, it's like, wow, there's something out there and it's existed for a while and I didn't know about it. And then, you know, the fact that I got lucky and that these much smarter Swedish engineers actually built something that is that we could bring to everybody, because my dream is that people have this uh, without having to pay for it in the very near future, you know, and when you buy a Mendy now. It's meant to be shared by the whole family. The whole thing, our business model is not to milk as much money out of that single mom as possible. It's about the amount of lives that we can improve, not about the amount of headsets that we can improve. So when we talk about 100 million lives improved, we're not talking about selling 100 million Mendies or 200 million Mendies. We're talking about selling the least amount of Mendies possible that can impact 100 million people.
0: And is there an age requirement? Like you say kids is the technology people are the transmitting. Is there anything like that? Is it completely safe?
1: It's completely safe. It's actually really cool because in the past couple of weeks, I met some doctors that are using it to, to help children that have drowned. Wow. And they're basically re, they're making their brain start to, they're basically reactivating the, their prefrontal cortex functioning. Like there's so many exciting things happening, but I mean, I, I talk to a lot of people and there's just, so many people out there, there's so many teenagers, panic attacks with anxiety yeah. with uh, there's a study that I read pretty recently saying that a fully functioning teenager now has a much poorer mental health than a psychiatric ward teenager in the 1950s. So just think of that because of the technology curve, like, you know, those brains just cannot cope with all those impressions. You brought up social media and stuff, but teenagers and children, it's its more difficult and they're more fucked up now than they have ever been because there's just so much being thrown at them. Life is a lot more complicated with every day that passes. So what we want to do is to give them and people of any age, basically the tools so that they can cope.
0: And I think having those tools is so important, which is why I'm so excited for you even to share this product. And, you know, how do you envision the positive impact of this approach on individuals and communities worldwide?
1: Well, there's a study being done in Sweden, for example, with juvenile delinquents, where they will give this to opposing gang members and they will lose the urge to fight each other and to commit crimes. So there's that you could argue that if everybody had access to better brain health, Because if like, if you have a fight with somebody, if you have a problem, if you're stressed, if you're angry, the first thing that happens is that your prefrontal cortex shuts down. That's the front part of your brain. And what happens is the amygdala takes over. The amygdala is the same part that's telling you to drink that, you know, to eat that last bag of chips or to drink that last glass of tequila, or that's also telling you to slam the phone against the wall because Mm -hmm. somebody didn't reply your your text or that's telling you to get out of the car and punch the person that honked at you. So it's it's very dangerous when the amygdala takes over. So basically, if we could get to the point where we improve the prefrontal cortex of millions of people, you're essentially making the world a much safer and a much happier place, a much better place, a much more inclusive place because people don't have those those things, those fears. They're yeah. they better control those things that that create problems in society. And if we're going to go into from the I guess from the commercial aspect, Mm -hmm. my dream is that people don't have to pay for them within the next three years so that everybody just gets them because now the science is really piling up and we've got some of the top scientists in the world. We're very science-based. And if you download the Mendy app, you're going to see that there's going to be some of the top experts in the world explaining to you what's happening. They're giving you advice. We want to be the hub for everything brain-related. And integrate with everybody else we don't see anybody as a competitor that's not how we approach things the dream is that everybody has access to this whether they're in bangladesh or they're in los angeles like we are
0: i think that's so powerful too because i mean western society believes in just stop, like rapidly just getting rid of the problem without like really figuring it out and i think this is such a great its you called it brain training but i think that's so amazing because You can use it with therapy. You can use it with exercise. You can use it with other modalities to better enhance your life. And you don't have to have anything wrong with you. It just adds value to your life regardless of what you're going through. And I think that is so key because people have a choice now. We have choices in life. And I think that no one falls victim. But this is just, I just think of a family of five. The mother can't get to therapy. She can put on her Mendy, right? Like the accessibility is phenomenal.
1: Right. And again, we're not anti-therapy. I think everything is valuable and everything adds up. Right. But having a tool that you can tap into that can regulate you, that can help you self-regulate is very, very powerful. And obviously putting this in the, this technology into the hands of as many people as possible is the obligation that we have. That's how we look at it.
0: All right. So let's back up a little bit. You have this beautiful mantra that I think is just so powerful. And it's, there's no one out there that's impressive. Once you understand how amazing you are. And that's so, so true. And it serves as a reminder for those just embracing who we truly are and unlocking our full potential, which I mean, goes hand in hand with this Mendy product that you're talking about. But can you just share with us the Pure Vita Mantra? And what it means to you and how it influences your daily life as an entrepreneur?
1: Pura Vida. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so...
0: I don't say it like that, but yes. (laughs) Well,
1: well, Pura Vida is a a very Costa Rican thing. Like in in Costa Rica, everything is... Pura Vida has a lot of different meanings, but the literal translation would be pure life. Yeah. That's kind of how we approach it. Like my perspective to life, I think, comes from growing up in Costa Rica. And it just comes from everything is easy. Like things are going to work out. It's just like, you know, fuck it, you know? And when I talk about that—that that you can basically do anything—that nobody's that impressive—it really comes from from just the life that I have had. Because I—I I don't really have any particular talent. I'm not particularly great at anything. I'm the CEO of a neurotech company, and I only graduated high school. So, and I have the best scientists in the world, and I still laugh about it. I—I I, I think it's hilarious, and I'll be talking to these guys from Stanford and Princeton and all that, and I just think it's hilarious that I'm even in the room, and you know, people are listening to me, and that's kind of like, I think that approach to life makes everything possible that you don't take yourself too seriously, that you're just like, you know, it's just life is just this, this fun journey. We make it whatever we want. Like people make it to be so difficult and people obsess about the wrong shit. Right. And it's, uh, it's actually really easy and there's a lot of great people. And that's why I get so, uh, I just think it's so sad when I hear like, people saying like, oh, there's no good women out there, or there's no good men out there. And I was like, there's a lot of good men, there's a lot of good women, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good, it's just that people are just not opening their eyes, and they're not listening. And yeah, I I have a very positive approach to life, even though I've had a pretty fucked up life in many senses, and a lot of fucked up events, but the Pura Vida is always present.
0: Right. And I think, we as a society tend to complicate things especially again going back to social media and the suicide rate going up and that comparison aspect we get so overwhelmed with that how have you not let that take over you
1: i'm a little bit older and i am very fortunate that i was born in the in an age where you know tv was social media for us right. like watching transformers was yeah. social media so i didn't have to i can't Claim to know what it's like growing up and not being able to take a shit without watching 50 TikTok videos of perfect people with perfect lives, right? So it's, it's a lot more difficult for, for my niece and my nephew, for example, right. than it is for me. But what I will say is that I, my moral compass is very well calibrated and my priorities are very straight. So I don't have to really worry about that. And I understand that it's all bullshit. And if people could see that, they would understand it too, because it's very easy to see. It's just that people don't want to see, right? People want to obsess with the bullshit they want to obsess with and they want to be stuck in the relationships that they want to be stuck in. And people get addicted to all these horrible things that they can't get out of. And, but at some point you can just literally decide that you just take a step out and it's done. And it's that easy. And, uh, yeah, I think I've just figured that part out. Yeah. It's everybody knows what is right and what is wrong, right. but not everybody knows how to listen. Right, And that's that's the issue. And listen to yourself. A lot of times that means listening to nobody else.
0: Right. And I hear that you have this strong, instinctive intuition to listen to that. And I, how did you get to that point? Is there a specific event in your past that has helped you have this mindset? Is there anything that comes to your mind when I say that?
1: Well, in science, it, it, it's a concept called... N- self-efficacy like so basically i've just become good at rewiring my own brain even before i knew anything about neuroscience or neurofeedback or you know i'm very new to this i'm not an expert by any means i have access to the best experts in the world which makes me feel very fortunate about that but it's about choices if there's a little kid out there let's say give me a, a person give me like a give me a character give me a person
0: From a movie?
1: No. Give me a a human being. I don't give a fuck about a movie. I don't give a fuck about any celebrity. Give me a person. Like, tell me this is a X age, X person. Their name is this.
0: She's 23. 23. Single mom. Single mom. Um, What's her name? Susan.
1: Susan, who's 23, who's a single mom.
0: And everything is victim to her. Everything is hard. Like, challenging. Right. No matter what.
1: I mean, I think most people can agree that 23 year old Susan has a rough life. She's got she's a single mom. She's got a she's got a child, let's say a two year old, whatever. Yeah. Susan is probably despite and she she feels like she's a victim. Right. Despite her best intentions, because Susan does not want to be miserable and does not want to hate her life. Susan wants to be happy. Susan wants to be successful. Susan wants to give the best life to this kid. Susan wants to have the, the partner of her dreams, the, the man or the woman of her dreams in her life. But the problem is that Susan doesn't know how to do it. Right. So the problem that we get caught up in is that we have this mentality and there's all this bullshit out there about just, just fucking do it. Just, just go and fix yourself and yeah. pick yourself up. The problem is, and that sounds very good and all this motivational bullshit sounds great. But the problem is a lot of times people just cannot do it. I agree. So there's a lot of times that where there's something that needs to kick off for people to be able to take an action. It's like me looking at the house here in West Hollywood. But if I walk two blocks down the street, there will be uh, homeless people down the street. Three blocks down, you'll see some homeless people. It would be like me standing there and being like, bro, just get up and get a fucking job. Come on, you can Yeah. I mean, no shit. You know, you think this person wants to sleep in the fucking rain? No, they'd want to sleep in a nice bed and they would. But the problem is that we do not have the tools many times so that we can take that step to get the life that we want Mm -hmm. for ourselves, for Susan, for Susan's two-year-old child. So what Mendy is all about, it's about enabling that better decision-making, enabling the elimination of rumination Better decision making. You could argue that, hey, you know, Susan shouldn't have gotten pregnant. Well, right. fuck well, there's it. All this Susan, judgment. Yeah. Su- Susan got pregnant. Fuck. Like, uh, or
0: the like, homeless person is, I'm. Ch- you're choosing that, to be on that, the street.
1: That, that, that person is is homeless. For me, it's it's all about never feeling like a victim. Like we've right. all gone through very very difficult stuff. I've gone through war and worse. Yeah. And I don't I don't feel like I'm a victim because I understand that I have control and control is everything. Having control. Having Agency over yourself is everything. And that is probably what Susan is lacking. And there's gonna be some different opinions out there. And people yeah. and, and obviously this is just
0: an example though.
1: And yeah, and obviously people are gonna be like, Yeah, well, well, we don't know what Susan's background is, we don't know what she studied, we don't know where she lives. there's a lot of factors that yeah. would play into it, but having a better ability to make decisions and regulate your emotions. It's the difference between Susan landing a job in customer service and having a great life and being more in control and raising that kid in a more loving home without yelling at that kid the way she was yelled at and being able to find a partner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, or whatever you think is a priority. And Susan sitting there crying in her apartment with this poor kid that's going to grow up with a lot of bullshit that is going to be inherited from Susan and from growing up in this house in this apartment or whatever with Susan. So a lot of it is a matter of perspective, but a lot of it is a matter of physical ability. And that is what I am very, very, very excited about giving people better physical abilities to make better decisions.
0: So I mean, these are all amazing points. And I think that there's so much that goes into saying you've said it a couple of times is choice, 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 and coming back to yourself and really just cutting out the noise and really coming down and listening to that intuition. For those who don't even know where to start on listening to that intuition, what are some tools or what comes to mind to share for people to even start right now? If they don't have Mendy, if they don't have you in their head, what are you going to tell them? What, What goes through your mind?
1: I think self-awareness is one of the most important things that anybody can have. Understand where you are. Just be honest. Get rid of the, the, the fake bullshit. This is not Instagram. There's no filter. Just be naked in front of the mirror and look at yourself mm-hmm. and analyze what you're looking at and what you want to change. And that's the best starting point. Obviously everybody should be cultivating good relationships. Everybody should be kind to other people. Everybody should be exercising you know, everybody should be training their brains. But in the end, it's not like I can't give any specific advice and saying like, Oh, do this. Be, be good to your mom. Because sometimes, you know, moms are horrible and fuck your mom. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like everything is a very individual thing, right? It's uh learning to analyze who you are, what you want, and who is around you is probably the most important thing. and And sometimes it's, the hardest choice is getting out of a bad relationship, getting bad of a, out of a bad friendship, getting out of a bad marriage. But once you do it, you never regret it. So those are the things, understanding that the things that are scary are the ones that have the highest reward. And those are the things that people don't do because they're scary, which is the sad and ironic part, right? Um, or
0: it's easy, or it's comfortable, familiar or Like me, like, My sister went back to my birth mom, me being adopted, and I stuck with my current life. And I clearly saw two different choices. She repeated the exact same mistakes as my birth mom. And then me, I chose that I wanted that good life. And I think having that your why is so important when things get loud, when things get noisy, and it's so easy to just stay. 100%.
1: 100%. And, and a lot of it just comes from understanding the power of you. So if we go back to the nobody's that impressive, if you yeah. understand how amazing you are, understanding that nobody is really self-made. You do need people around you. Everybody needs support. But understanding how you as an island, how valuable and how many resources you have. And, and that's why a lot of people, mostly women get stuck in horrible relationships and it's, it's a resource situation. It's because they, you know, and I would say try to free yourself from these resource situations. It's, uh, you know, try to free yourself from the dependency, whether that's to alcohol or to the guy that's paying your bills or to the woman that is, you know, I, and there's a lot of bad examples I could give. There's a million different examples depending yeah. on the situation, but just knowing your, your value as a standalone unit as a self-contained unit that is super powerful now with that knowledge being able to collaborate with different humans whether they be family or friends or business partners or whoever teammates that's one of the main keys to a good life
0: i I agree i think that what you said is that self-made is like like if you literally break apart that word it's self-made meaning solo it takes a village. It takes a community. And it takes a lot of people to come together. And I think that is so true. And, you know, when we go through these dark periods, we do retract. We do pull in. But I want to talk about, since we've been in L.A. for a couple of days, is the networking ability. I mean, I think when you say self-made and it's we rely on others, your networking ability, how has that contributed to your success?
1: I don't think I have a networking ability. I think I'm just a, an honest, decent human being. And people are drawn to people that are honest and that are truthful and that are brave. And that's really all I have. And And people want to be around people that make them feel empowered and make yeah. them feel happy. And, and, and that I go back to it. There's a lot of fucking amazing people in the world. Like mm-hmm. there's great people. And all if right. you're one of those people saying that everybody sucks, you know, you, you should, you, you should rethink that. Yeah. I mean, Maybe the people that you're around suck, but that doesn't mean that everybody sucks. It's right. like, oh, every man is this or that. Said, no, not yeah. really. Just rethink your circles. And to me, networking, there's no there's no secret to it. A buddy of mine, Naveen Tukaram, one time we were training together in Stockholm at a gym called Sats, And he looks at me and he, he goes, and we're just like doing our bench presses or whatever we're doing. And he looks at me and he goes, I figured it out, man. And I was like, what? And he's like, it's incredible how you've built what you've built by being the least charming human being in the world. And I started laughing and I said, I respect that. I like that. Because to me, words like networking and being a charmer, it's kind of like you're whoring yourself in a very low way. That's I kind of pride myself on not having to sing and dance for anybody, just doing everything with conviction and integrity. And that's really all it takes. If everybody kind of stood their ground on their morals and you know, didn't stray from their moral compass, they'd realize there's a lot of people that want to follow them and that want to sit with them and that want to eat with them. And you've met some of the people around me. I have incredible people around me at all times and it's a lot of them. And the one factor that binds all of us is respect. And there's a lot of great people out there. Learn how to bring them into your life if you don't have them. And if you have them, reciprocity is a very big thing. Like be as awesome as they are.
0: And I think that's so key when you think business today's day and age, but you see movies and these successful businessmen in these movies are, even as society portrays, you have to be this big, mean, powerful monster to climb the, the ladder. And I think that it, by you saying that is just another awesome reason why you're here today and why we've connected so well, but it's that kindness piece, that intentionality within business and not just because you make that buck, but you're doing business with like-minded energy people and you're attracting that is what I'm hearing.
1: I appreciate that. I I'm just very fortunate that I'm uh, that there's great people everywhere, and I get to to do things with some of them.
0: And I'm, I'm sure that's fulfilling. It is. And so, on your journey of being an angel investor, take us back to your early days as an angel investor. What were some of the key experiences that shaped your investment philosophy?
1: Right. So I, you have to understand that I started out with no capital. It's not like I had a trust fund and I became an angel investor because you know, my parents were rich or something. I, I I, I did it through sweat equity. So I, I basically just talked my way into a job while having no experience, uh, it was a company called fish brain. So I remember one of the first things I said was I know nothing about fishing or software, give me a job. Like, you know, and obviously the, the kicker was, I want some equity. And for that, I'm going to help scale the company. I'm going to make the company 10 times bigger. And then I had to figure out how to do that. And I like these challenges. I thrive on these challenges. I I can't do an Excel sheet. There's a lot of things that I can't do, but there's some stuff that I can do, which probably most waiters are good at the stuff that I'm good at. I just put myself in a different context. You know, I got out of that restaurant where I'm waiting tables and I started doing, putting that same skill set into something that was, that was bigger. So bottom line is I did fish brain. I scaled it. That was a a little exit. Then I did another company after that. Then I did another company after that, but this was all sweat equity. I didn't, I didn't have money to begin with. And one of the biggest misconceptions that people have is that you need a lot of money so that you can get into great companies and you can make more money. And that is absolute bullshit. You know, that's obviously not it. Once I did have a certain amount of money, that's when you become like, more popular and everybody thinks you know everybody wants to hang out when, a piece when, of the once, pie. once you have a little bit of success and and I remember um, that question used to come up all the time what's your investment criteria do you want to invest in this what's your investment criteria? what do you invest in And I remember I called up uh, a buddy of mine who's the chairman of the board at Mendy uh, Marcus Exall, and I was like Marcus, what's your investment criteria I keep getting this fucking question all the time right? I wasn't hearing the shit when everybody thought I was a personal trainer. And he's like, well, my investment criteria is if I like a company, I take the founders out to dinner. And if they look the waiter in the eye, then I invest. And if not, I pay for the dinner and I never talk to them again. And that's kind of been part of my, my investment criteria. I love that. Because I'll invest in anything. Like I, I don't have a vertical. I don't have like I'll invest in anything. If I like somebody and they can pitch me on something on a napkin and it's cool, I'll say, let's fucking go on this journey.
0: And I love that. And I, I think people have that mentality of when I have this, I will do this. When I have money, I can become successful. And I just feel like, again, you come back to this piece of, I hear a lot of confidence. I hear a lot of, you just, you believe in you and there you have this like mission mind, if you want to say it, but you you're on a mission and, but you don't stop.
1: But I think it's more, it's that put vida. Like it's, it's just yeah, trusting that things will is. work out. And that's the thing, people that have despair, people that ruminate, which is like, they can't stop thinking about stuff. They just don't trust that things are going to be okay. And things eventually are okay. And if people got that, that would really slow things down for them.
0: I think, yeah, I think keeping it simple and going slow. I mean, my husband, James, We tend to complicate things the higher you get, I would say. Not you, but a majority of the people we complicate. I complicate. I fall guilty of that and I check myself back to the self-awareness piece you're talking about. But when you get overwhelmed, you kind of we shut down. How do you not shut down when you're doing all of this?
1: Well, because I have the strength to not shut down. It's the same as saying to an alcoholic, why do you keep drinking the tequila? Like why do you why didn't you just stop it? And they're like, well, because I don't have the ability to do it. I have built the ability. I have built the mechanism so that I don't shut down and I don't go into despair and I don't spend four days in bed crying over the ice cream, which is fine if you've done that. That's completely, that's cool. But strengthening yourself is your obligation. I truly believe that it doesn't matter what shape you're in. It doesn't matter how poor or wealthy you are. It is your obligation to build the best possible life for yourself, for the people around yourself, and obviously for yourself, for your kids, for your partner. I get that. To me, that's very ingrained. It's like we get it from the trees. We get it from the jungle. We understand. It's like in the jungle, you have to survive. You have to. It's a beautiful thing. Like I always keep talking about like the jaguars and the monkeys and the crocodiles and the sloths. That's how I grew up. You know, if I'm going to be a Jaguar, I can't be sitting down eating ice cream for five fucking days and expect to, you well, know, somebody yeah. to feed me. The sloth is not going to come and feed me. So it's, it's kind of like that way, but you use that, that strength and that violence and that for positive things, for kindness to protect the people around you. Like I, I'm obsessive about taking care of the people on my team, the people that I work with. Like I'm, I'm, I love them. They're all infinitely smarter and. They're just unbelievable human beings like I would I would take a bullet for anybody on the mendy team and and in the other companies that I invest in I mean you've been here for a few hours you saw me take a couple of very exciting meetings that for very big things for other projects that I've invested in recently and it's uh that's how easy things happen because I have been able to channel channel all my limitations
0: hmm.
1: and my emotional regulation issues and that excess energy that I have that could be, it could be used to get in a fight, in a fist fight on the street. I can channel that so that I can fight for my team if I'm negotiating an options program in a company that I've just invested in. Imagine if I put that violence and I put that power, that life force into fighting for the team of a company that I have invested in so that they can have better lives and so that they can have great homes for their families. And it's a beautiful life. So any any negative that you have is actually a positive it's all a matter of perspective. And it's all a matter of a physical ability, basically, to be able to see what's in front of us.
0: And I think what this pure, I'm going to say it's so basic, but pure Vita mindset, I think you explaining it is so beautiful, because we don't know how to do th- I feel like people just say they don't know how to do these things, do things. And I think that they fall short on that. But you like, you don't need to know how you just do right. And you could have blamed your background for why not. But you're using that I'm going to say energy, but to feel you for good.
1: I'm the son of Libyan immigrants, Libyan refugees in Costa Rica. I live in Sweden. I'm in LA right now. Like to me, it's just, it doesn't matter if you're, if you understand yourself and you've got that self-awareness piece, you should be able to thrive at anything that you decide to do. And if whatever that is, you should be happy with it because being happy is basically It's a combination of factors, right? And and we don't always have to be happy, but having a life that we're content with, a life that has purpose, that's something that I feel is an obligation for all of us.
0: And those listening right now, how can they incorporate this Pura Vida mindset into their pursuit of authenticity and purpose?
1: Well, Pura Vida also comes from not stressing too much about things, not taking things too seriously, right? Mm -hmm. It's It's just a laid back, Imagine that you're on a beach in Costa Rica. You're not too stressed about everything. You're not really thinking about what happened to, you know, your Bitcoin or whatever bullshit that you're right. worrying about, right? Like, your whatever. I'm not saying that's bullshit, but I'm just saying whatever it is that you worry about. What, the person that, you know, that didn't like your picture on Instagram or, or, you know, it's like life is just so much bigger than the money that we have or the clothes mm. that we wear or the likes that we get or there's a billion incredible people out there you just need to find a couple of them. That's How beautiful is that? That there's a billion amazing people out there. You just need to find a couple of them and that's enough for you to have a, a great fucking life. When you simplify things to that point, you realize how ridiculous the things we stress about are. And that's kind of the pura vida mentality. It's just grab a coconut and have a banana and just go for a swim. And it's like, that's really life. It's not really obsessing about your stocks and I do that. I'm an investor. I see stuff. I don't obsess about them. But I mean, I I have stocks and stuff. And it's just like, but I don't I don't wrap up my happiness and my life force into that. Like if something goes to shit, if an investment goes to shit, I've had investments go to shit. Last year, I had a couple of them, like bets that I took that just went to shit where I would just go out and have dinner with the founders and be like, fuck it, we'll get them next time. And it's just like, it doesn't matter, right? It's It's an approach to life where nothing is the end. It's not the end. Like there's nothing out there that is super serious. Like, and and I can say this about really dark things, like even about disease, even about death, even about life always goes on and, and life is beautiful.
0: If only people can embrace Moha's mentality, because I think the world would be a much simpler place as well. I wish that was for everyone. And I just, I think that's, we can all walk away with a little piece of you today, you know?
1: I, again, there's a billion people that would say this better than me and that understand things better than me. And, uh, yeah, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm just, uh, I'm just grateful to, to be able to live this life and to be able to enjoy the food that I eat. And the simple things mean a lot more to me than the big things. And if everybody did that, like, honestly, like I don't I don't see how we would have wars. I don't see how people mm. would be fucking each other over. I don't see how, like, there is a world where we all just help each other and we're all friends and we're all, you know, that is possible.
0: And I agree. I mean, I I think when we come back to that simplicity, it actually, like, silences the noise completely. And that we can come back to that today, even starting today, just saying we start today. And that piece of forgiveness or that piece of, we are human, shit happens. But I'm hearing that, you know, you let it just go. And that's so amazing, and I I could even work on that. You know, when we embrace this mindset of it's easier than it seems, how can you help purpose driven entrepreneurs overcome challenges and stay true to their vision during tough times?
1: Again, it's a matter of perspective. It's like Susan already got pregnant. It's not like can't change it. it, You understand? It's just like, well, this is where we are. Like, what do we do? Like, if. Let's say somebody meets Susan, you know, I, I meet Susan. Let's assume I'm single. I meet Susan, whatever. I'm younger because Susan is very young. And all of a sudden Susan's got a baby. Then that's great. Then that you, you approach things as, as they come. Like it's like life throws circumstances in front of us, but these circumstances are opportunities for choice. So everything is about choice because. of these things it's a different level in a video game where it's just so much fun it's like oh wow how am i going to approach this one wow look at this curveball that's interesting that's how life that's how the roots keep growing to me i just embrace that i don't see it like oh fuck this is the end of the world everything went to shit like no there's really no need for that
0: i think like that's so so beautifully said is you just see it as an opportunity and like what is coming out of this um and so As we wrap it up, I mean, I can't believe 45 minutes went by so fast, but just can you summarize the transformative power of taking a step forward and embracing one's true self in just a few words?
1: Yeah. So I learned this when I was a kid. I've said this to many people. I I listened to a song when I was a kid and uh, I hadn't made the basketball. I was two years younger than all my classmates. and I didn't make the junior varsity basketball team when I was a kid. I was like a preteen. And I remember I listened to a song and I just decided that was a mantra. And every time I would do this, I would take a step forward. Again, that's called self-efficacy in neuroscience. It's as simple as that. If a 15-year-old that thinks she's ugly, literally looks at herself in the mirror and says, every time I slap my hand, I'm the prettiest girl in the world, Mm. that becomes a reality. That's a real thing. It's uh, Our brain believes what we tell our brain to believe. So for me, that's what it is. Take a step forward means don't be afraid because what the fuck is there to be afraid of? And and obviously what something like Mendy can do is that it can help you make those negative thoughts go away so that you can actually better take that step forward.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing thing. So how can our listeners connect with you and support the mission of Mendy and its impact on 100 million followers?
1: 100 million people. Um, I mean-
0: our m- lives, 100 million lives. 100 yeah. million lives. Yeah, not uh, followers.
1: Yeah, m- mendy.io. Check it out. Yeah, you can download the app on the App Store, Mendy. Yeah.
0: Where can they follow you?
1: I don't check LinkedIn. I get spammed a lot. Uh, Instagram, I guess. What's your handle? Or Mohab and Sofia, which is my name. Yeah, and Mendy. mendy Mendy.io would be on Instagram and everywhere.
0: Well, I've really, really appreciated your time connecting with you, sharing your story with not only me, but the listeners and everyone who's going to tune in. Your time has been so valuable.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you
0: so, so much from the bottom of my heart for doing this. I appreciate you. Thank you, guys. I hope you've been inspired by Moha's incredible story and his message of optimism, simplicity, and helping others. His journey proves that with resilience and community, any dream is achievable. I want to thank Moha again for sharing his thoughts so generously and his insights as well. If you'd like to learn more about Mendy Neurotech and their breakthrough work in neurofeedback, you can visit mendy.io or go down in the show notes to access all the information covered in today's episode. And for my listeners, there is a code especially for you. So check that out in the show notes as well to get a discount off your own Mendy device. I strongly believe this technology has the potential to empower countless people worldwide to take back their control of their mental well-being naturally. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Hustle for Happiness. I hope Moha's Pure Vida perspective stays with you and motivates you to keep chasing your dreams no matter what challenges come your way. Till next time. I hope today's episode left you better than when I found you. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and tune in every Monday to kickstart your week and set your weekly intentions with me. You can find me and HFH on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, or online at heycourtneybrook.com. I firmly believe in the power of sharing. If you know someone else who would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. And remember, when you work on you, I get to be there.